On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I asked the question, what's CoStar's true business model? Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is obviously your co-host, the notorious Rob. Uh, and with me, as always, is the fabulous Greg Robertson. Hey! <laughs> at, together, at last. At last, at last, at last. It's been too long. It's been too long. I, I think I want to say it's almost three weeks, a month. Maybe, yeah. I mean, there's just a between travel and um, yeah, everything else. Yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Yeah, the travel season is on us. Like, I'm I traveled this week. I'm traveling next week. I, like, what's going on? You know, it's like end of the year. Typically, it's like March, but not yeah. this year. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man, we missed out on a bunch of topics, and I know we're gonna tackle at least one of them today. Um, but before, how how you doing? How's travel for you? It was it's good. I mean, I, I had uh, CMLS, and then right after that, or before that, God, it's all running in together. Yeah, I you know gave a uh, presentation at the uh, Greater Las Vegas uh, Association of Realtors uh, Participants Forum. Yeah, just fun. Um, yeah. got a little bit of a head cold there, and I finally got over the symptoms, but I got this kind of lingering cough. So, oh, apologize for that right now. Yeah. No, whatever you know it's just a it's just a cough i'm gonna start throwing up on on camera and uh you know. <laughs> but cmls was great um you know it was great I, I think the way that danae put it it was one of the largest ever because it mm -hmm. added in person so there's a ton of people there um and then the you know the virtual audience that was good yeah, um, yeah. i did my normal kind of industry update at the end on friday so that was uh i heard it was great yeah I is put it a, recorded it's recorded. It's on my blog. So if, okay. you, if you missed it, you can go to Vendor Alley and take, check it out. One of the guys that I work with, John Warner, was, he yeah. was uh, cool enough to kind of make a do an iPhone shot of it. So the sound nice. came out. It was, I didn't really do anything to it. I just you know, posted it up there. So You didn't do a rap, though, right? Or did you? No rap this time. No, no okay. rap. I mean, that, that to me is still my favorite memory of any conference I've ever been to. <laughs> okay. It's still out there somewhere. I think it's on, it might be on my YouTube channel. I'm not sure. <laughs> You're surprised. All right. The look of you behind me with your surprised face was like hilarious. It was so good. Um, so obviously, uh, we're going to talk about CMLS and we're going to talk about the big issue that yeah. uh, we've just not been able to get together on. Uh, so I did a solo. I'm sure you've heard it, you know, yeah, last week good. because I had to. Uh, and I said in that, like, I want to talk to you, see how. So let's just get into it, man. You're a CMLS. We know all the important conversations happen off stage. Were people talking about it? <laughs> so what the it here? Let's just be just be sure. We're talking about the breakup of the broker public portal and CoStar, which, quite frankly, you and I have known was coming for weeks you know if not months but you know we couldn't talk about it until it was announced it was announced uh, and we have to stay away from any confidential shit but we could just talk about what you know we know from public as well as what we might have heard at things like conferences so with that background what was the scuttlebutt yeah so um before the normal cmls conference they hold like these lawyer connect and ceo connect or something you know before that's right right things there so from what I understood, Alon um, Chaver, Chaver, God, I always 
forget how to pronounce his last name. Haber. Haber. Um, he was there and representing uh, the BPP, and I didn't get a chance. It was like one of those things you see him, and I wanted mm-hmm. to quarter him and talk to him and stuff, but I didn't get to do that. But apparently, he gave a presentation at the CEO Connect thing. I wasn't there for that. But um, so on the BPP side, you know, the vibe that I got from a lot of people, not naming names or anything else, but well, like, of course. Grass, like a scuttlebutt thing of was course. like, everybody was just wondering what the BPP is going to be doing now. And I'm mm-hmm. still little wondering i've seen the rfi and i've read through it and i've, I've talked to some people about it I, I would love to talk to Alon if he's listening please call me i sent, sent him an email um to understand exactly what they're trying to accomplish now but it just well the r is the rfi public is i mean I don't, I don't believe it's public no what i mean is it's not you know it's not public like post on a website but it's public in the sense it's a request for proposals right or information i mean it went out to a bunch of people went out to a bunch of vendors so it's not like some deep talk secret, right? It's not a deep talk secret, but I think you have to get it from Victor. Victor is the one that I got it from. What I mean is, this is confidential. Like, can you talk about it or is it conf- like this is stamped confidential? Don't. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to me, again, I, I it's it's a it's an RFP. It lays out kind of like some technical things and okay. it's a broad statement in front, but I am left with more questions than answers. Okay. So um, that, that's what I'm wondering. Can you get into those questions? Yeah. I mean, if not, not, man. You know, yeah, like we're, I mean, we're a I don't, goddamn podcast. I don't, I don't, yeah. Again, I don't feel comfortable enough to really, it's so far out there. I need to kind of like have another sync up call with somebody on there. Okay. What gotcha. they're doing here. Okay. Um, but the, the sentiment I got from the CEO conference is a lot of people are like, you know, what's going on? I did get a, mm-hmm. I did hear a rumor that, and this wasn't at the CEO thing, but I, I did hear the rumor there was a some sort of payoff as far as, you know, breakup fee. Um, the mm-hmm. BPP cost, which I think is going to fund whatever a new initiative they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was just left everybody puzzled what the next step for BPP was. There was a lot of talk about an open source thing, about mm-hmm. like um, MLS uh, organization websites, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, a fast pass for data. I mean, it's just all over the place. And I had really, okay. again, it's it's I have more questions than answers uh, on that. Okay. So that part of the whole breakup was like, I think you you summarized it very well in the, the kind of one-off you did is like, okay, well, there's a breakup. There's probably these issues that they've known for a while, but they haven't been able, they, I think they wanted to make it work, but the, at the end of the day, right, uh, they couldn't make it work. Um, and then, you know, part of that whole thing, which I was kind of surprised about was, you know, they're not charging for, for HomeSnap anymore on the, the mm-hmm. $1 per member per month. And why I think that's like <clears throat> crazy to me or, or kind of surprising to me is like, I'm just thinking of that amount of money that is being spent, not even being spent, but like forgiven or put aside. Like they bought home snap that had a kind mm-hmm. of a business all going in there, but now yep. the $1 per member per month is, is gone. So we don't want that revenue. Right. Right. And you had, remember the homes.com team, they had a whole sales division that was set yep. up to sell ads on homes.com. Andy didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. All that revenue went there because they're driving towards this new business model, right? Um, and then that that doesn't even counter the prices they paid for both of those assets. That's right. Um, it's just a remarkable, the bet this guy's making on this entire enterprise of of what it's doing. Right. Um, the, other, the other thing I will say is that I think nowadays, and this might be because of the GOJ stuff and everything else, is that... Um, and I think this happens to anybody that gets involved with something legally in their life. 
it's that they get a bit more cautious. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of the MLS execs and a lot of the MLS people are a bit more cautious on what they'll say about CoStar and maybe for the reasons you outlined before as well. So I, I wasn't able to get a lot of, you know, direct quotes or direct, you know, commentary on that other than um, I think they realize what you would real, realize about the, the photo issues. They're a little bit wary of what's going on and, but they're not, they're being kind of tight lipped because I think of a, uh, you know, I think with all this litigious, you know, the nature of CoStar and, and all that's going on, maybe not just them, but you know, what's going on. They're just learning to like operate in a new world where they realize their, their words and text messages and emails could come back to them. Right. So um, a lot of caution there. And then, I, I will say, though, I think a lot of them, a lot of MLSs are jumping to conclusions about okay. what's going to happen. Um, Andy Woolley, who I've known forever, and, you know, he's the brother of my co-founder, Dan, and we yep. together for a long time at Iris and E-Neighborhoods. Um, he was there, and he, you know, he came up, and I guess he had, as, as being one of the sponsors, they get to introduce something. But he made kind of a really uh, heartfelt play, plea to everybody, like, listen, I mean, I know you've been reading stuff. I know you've been hearing stuff, but please call me. Let me talk to you. Don't make these assumptions without first talking to us. And I think that's a, there's a lot going on with that word. I think. Wait, so wait, Andy is with who now? Co-star. With, he's a oh, co-star. Andy's with, okay, okay. Yeah, he's been there. For, I mean, he got, they got acquired by, um, they were at Dominion at homes.com and then, you know, homes.com got acquired by. Co-star. Okay, gotcha. Okay. He, but Andy's going to be leading the charge, him and Michael Hayes at getting new agreements going, right? So Sure, sure. Uh, that's that's you know he's going to be the lead guy having to make that happen. So I'm sure he's feeling a brunt of the pain, and I think he's right. I think there's there's a lot of scuttle, but there's a lot of you know fud factor out there, and it might not be as bad as anybody thinks, right? But they I think that you know his whole thing is like talk to me first. Don't don't make these mm-hmm. rash, these these kind of snap judgments before you get the full story from us. So mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. got a story to tell, and I think that's good advice. Um, you know, so he'll have but- more of a say poop on it or whatever. But he didn't get into like what those are, or do you know what I mean? Other than I'm, I'm sure with the MLS business, you know how it is. Every MLS is different, so I think if CoStar is probably trying to get some single agreement through there, and they're sending them out, and probably just getting pushed back on all those, so he's you know trying to make those work right as much as he can. Okay. All right, that's okay. it. I I thought there'd be a little bit more, you know. Again, late I mean, night, uh, you know. Again, I think, I think again. <laughs> everybody's a lit, you know, a little bit more tight lipped than they are because I think of all the litigious nature of everything that's been going on the past year, everybody's getting more educated. I don't know about you, but you know, I, I, I was, a, I know you've done ex- expert witness stuff and I've done that yeah. before and, and, and you kind of see what happens. It's like, Hey man, don't write that email. Don't, don't write that text, call them. Cause all that stuff yeah. right back to you. Right. So it's like, yeah. I think you know, they're feeling that a little bit. They're getting more educated on that process. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. So, so I think for them, it's going to be the big, the big show is going to be NAR in Orlando. I know they got some huge party that plan that they have in Orlando. They definitely got the ear of the agents. Um, and I walked in there and I think, you know, they, they, I don't think the guys at Costa are really happy with me because I wrote two posts about them prior to CMLS. And one was that, you know, a, a flaw that I thought that homes.com would have with agents not being responsive Mm-hmm. based on their model, you're listing your lead. Yeah. And then the other one would be just kind of pointing out that their um, promoted, you know, uh, promoted yeah. listings. And I just kind of made a funny metaphor 
um, you know, as I do satirically about like, you know, Andy was talking about like, it's like spray painting a sign on a lawn and putting the, another broker's name on it. And I just said, yeah. well, promoting a listing is all it's had to do is it's planting a sign so close to the other sign that you can't see it. Right. So, um, <laughs> what you get, um as, as with the kind of humor I meant to it. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh man. All right. So, um, let's just pivot a little bit. I wanted to know, like, so you've already heard kind of my take because I had to do a solo. What's your take, man? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a brawl. Um, I think, you know, the lawyers on the MLS side are getting geared up for a brawl. I think the lawyers on CoStar side are going to get up, you know, geared up for a brawl. Um, and it's not, it's going to be a back and forth and back and forth, um, you know, with which each side and what, what's going to be. Uh, but what's the brawl, I guess, is the question. The bra brawl is going to be around data. Okay. So talk to me. What, do you, what are you thinking? And, you know, and data, like, like you said, I think that the foremost challenge is going to be, is going to be photos, right? Because mm -hmm. um, how are they going to handle those kind of copyright issues with photos? MLSs have tried and true kind of policies before. Um, maybe, maybe a co-star is going to like follow those. Maybe they're going to try to get something more, but I think they're, the MLSs are ready for those kind of, uh, those kind of questions and those kind of things are really got a, a, an eye to it to make sure that, that they don't get trapped into kind of the things that could happen with like what you're saying. But on the other side, you know, by getting, by getting, um, home snap in a lot of markets, it's not like something you can kind of just take away right away. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, especially it's free. Right. So that, um, you know, that adoption rate, you know, is real in a lot of places and really good. It's still spotty because a lot of MLSs just didn't do it. Right. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there's, they don't have a, like, and I think that's why Joe Rand was hired to kind of fix those yeah. holes and everything. And um, they might try to do that now that it's free, but, um, you know, it's going to be met with a lot of, you know, a lot of pause as far as, you know, what to happen to let this kind of free um, app in the market. Um, mm -hmm. I think, um, I don't, and, and then to go back to like the business model, I really don't know, you know, they, we, they, they talk about like how to do, how they do things on apartments.com and other things like promoted listings. Yeah. I'm not sure that they've really kind of, I don't think that's all set in concrete right now. I think they're learning a lot and like, they're, they're kind of talking about things. So I don't know if, if promoted listings are going to be, that's the only way they make money. I mean, there's, um, I think that, I think that's actually going to be the thing. Right. Yeah. So, um, without, again, without mentioning names, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who is in the wall street side of things. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's been following CoStar for decades. And apparently he was at some event, some private event where um recent pretty recent yeah where apparently andy florence again this is all rumor guys it's all hearsay um apparently andy florence basically made the statement that he thought buyer agent commissions were all just going to go away right and if that happens zillow doesn't have a business and the you're listing your lead you know promoted list that's the only way to make money you know kind of as uh, for online real estate i think there's a lot of truth to that right well, but but if if you think or anybody thinks that Zillow is just sitting on their hands now and they're at game playing, you know, we're gaming this out right now, 
That's crazy. They they, they know that this could be another of course way of doing it. So there's they're going to come up with another uh, angle on on how they can monetize that traffic. It's not. Um, so you know, I don't I don't think I don't. I mean, Zillow's got a lot of problems, like we all do, but I don't I don't think they're going to sit still. I think they're going to come back and and have something there. Um, but I mean, again, Maybe. that's a pretty fundamental shift. Like, and let's let's talk about that. I mean. The first, the, the first, is it Spitzer? Is it Spitzer? Spitzer? What are you talking about? Uh, one of the lawsuits that, that starts in... Uh, oh, Sitzer. 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 Yeah, slash Burnett. Starts, yeah. Yeah, Sitzer starts in February. That's right? right. So, and I think a lot of the other cases are waiting, and this is one of the panels there. It was a really good panel with the, with the attorneys there. Talked yeah. about A lot of them are waiting to see what happens there, because this judge, yeah. is, you know, he's on a, he's on rails, right? He's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if something comes of that, I mean, how long is, I mean, how long are these effects going to kind of come down to the normal market? I still think it's years, right? So, so they've got to operate that site selling, having, you know, sellers promote us, promote listings on a site that really isn't even the number three site in the country yet. I mean, they'll do right. some and memory. So, I mean, right. again, it goes back to what I said in the beginning, the amount of money this guy is willing to invest to make this vision happen is just, you know, tremendous. I mean, sure. he's got to have, you know, such certainty in his head that this is going to go away. If it doesn't, I mean, what did Spencer say? He said that there was a 25% chance that this thing could change with the way with buyers um, compensation was that, I thought it was a pretty low number. I thought it's a pretty low number, right? I, mean, I think it's, I think it's like a hundred percent chance it changes the way buyer, you know, buyers are compensated. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, it's like, I don't know if there's such inertia and culturally, um, you know, one of the things that's happened, uh, I know this a little bit more closely because Northwest MLS just announced their changes and sure. they went live with those on, <coughs> excuse me, October 3rd, right? Mm -hmm. um, that was just the week after CMLS. Mm -hmm. Now, Lone Wolf provides transaction desk to um, Northwest MLS. So we, mm -hmm. we did all the work of changing the forms and some UIX changes to it. Sure. I wish, you know, um, there was a way of, and there probably is, but I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole, of seeing what, how people are filling out that listing agreement as far as in regard to how agents, and we talked about this before, how agents are guiding their, their, their sellers to mm -hmm. what they're going to offer for compensation. And then looking at later in the purchase agreements, how that changed, if anything. Sure. Um, so far, by the lack of hearing anything crazy, it's staying the same. Mm -hmm. I think people are just putting two point five percent or whatever the normal, you know, normal thing is. Yeah, and uh, they're going on the way, right? So, yeah, you know, is this all? You know, even though there's this is there going to be a lot of exposure, a lot of transparency, a lot of you know whatever else. And again, we have these we have these models right now, Redfin or you know these discount brokerages that that'll offer these things. It's just not what culturally American people want to do. Right. So I don't, I think again, they're betting on something that, I mean, even if it does the law, you know, everything kind of changes where you have to be much more transparent. Um, and I don't know, man, it's, uh, it's a big bet. That's all. So if I'm, so if I'm trying to summarize your take on it, your take on it is there'll be some sort of brawl over data, unclear what that brawl looks like. But CoStar will ultimately not be successful. It's kind of what I'm. I mean, is that a fair? 
Like, what's your take on it? You know, I think. Yeah, so I think we'll 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 co-star willhomes.com be a note on the portal that, that agents can go to. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Will it ever upsurp Zillow? No. Right? I don't even know if it'll upsurp realtor.com. Mm. Right. It'll be another, I mean, it'll be, you know, homes.com was always this third-tier player. It'll continue to be that. Um, I'm just not sure it's gonna have the inertia to take over Zillow or even realtor.com in that in that case, right? So um, I, I think, you know, and then, you know, to me, it's like how much money is our agents going to spend, even with a lot of marketing they put on it, they put another Brad Bedfellow or, you know, some celebrity behind promoting it mm-hmm. for their seller to, for the agents going to pay out of their own pocket to upgrade listings on a, a third level site. Man, that's a tough thing. I mean, I think agents love the messaging. I think I love the marketing. You're listing your lead. But if there's no leads, right? If you're not getting a lot of leads from there, who cares if it's mine or not, right? I mean, it's sure. just, it doesn't, if it doesn't get the traffic that is going to these other sites, um, you know, and Andy says, I mean, the UI UX is, that's not the game, right? It's it's this kind of business model game that he's kind of, he's kind of thinking. And like, agents even you know agents have never made more money before in life people are using agents more than ever mm-hmm. right um and you know you and a lot of people argue it's because the transparency isn't there and you know yeah 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 but i think even when you expose that expose that stuff it does, it's not looking good i mean it's a big bet um he's a smart guy and i hate saying the words out of here i would not ever want to bet against andy florence <coughs> but man you know, this resi is different, man. It's just different. Okay. So what's the brawl in the short term? I think the brawl in the short term, and you brought it up in your one hit, was basically this whole thing. If they are successful, and again, this is a big if, but, you know, we're going to put, we're going to pay for all your photos. Right. You know, and, and it maybe in a depressed economy or people don't want to pay a lot, the, the agent's going to take that open arms, right? Yes. Um, MLSs, I think, can see what's going to happen if if that if if that takes on and you know sure. a five period a ten year period. So sure. I think there's going to be a lot of consternation going over how that copyright works and and how yeah. That- but what can the MLSs do about that? We'll see. You know what I mean? I think that's the rub. Like what everybody's kind of game playing. Okay, how how are we going to go? They're going to move here. I'm going to move here. They're going to move yeah. there. I'm gonna move here. They're they're just yeah. kind of thinking through the, thinking that out. I I'd love to. We should get we should find some MLS uh, general counsel. Yeah, you think Mitch is gonna freaking talk to us? They're never. I know. To. There's no way. Like grill them. Like what what exactly is gonna do? Because I remember, you know, I think I mentioned it. I think Austin was the first to do this. You know, a couple of MLS are trying to do this. Like, if you want to be a photographer for one of our agents, then you need to like sign this sign your rights away basically to the mls and i'm like i don't know how that's not a horizontal uh combination <laughs> I, I, that feels like it's facially anti-competitive you know um it just well, has nobody, to be nobody ever came into it with looking at that copyright as being some sort of monetization a business strategy right what i mean? mean well i don't think the photographers were going to unite to like 
Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, this so is nobody, a business yeah. model. This is a right. business model thing, right? And, so. Right. So for the photographers in general, it's like, okay, sure, whatever. You know, the, like, in order for me to do some work for this agent that I need to sign this form, sure, sign it. Costar ain't going to sign that form. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what, but is, do the is, living shit. Hold on. Is it like, is it unreasonable for an MLS to say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not handing you bullets to kill me. I'm not selling bullets to kill me or whatever, right? I mean, it's not that, man. I'm not talking like, of course, like the MLS are going to want to try some shit like that. I'm just saying that's not legal. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And, and I, like I said, the regular random ass photographer has no interest in bringing some lawsuit right. against some MLS. CoStar has every interest in bringing a lawsuit against that MLS, and they have a head of litigation. God, that is, and you said this before, but that is so contrary to the nature. We haven't seen a vendor like that in this space. I Never. mean, Rex, maybe, right? But really kind of small. They weren't, they were, and they weren't a vendor. Yeah, but right. small potatoes in a sense, right? So, and not a vendor. Yeah. For them to come in here and like, you know, push themselves around and be that litigious. Well, let's, hold on a second. We've never be, seen anything like hold that. Hold on a second. Let's be fair. When they came in, they were anything but litigious. They were like the sweetest of sweethearts, right? You know, they did. They bought homes. They bought HomeSnap. They went to you know BPP and tried to sweet talk them. We don't know exactly what happened, right? It wasn't like they were coming in. It's like if you don't do as we say, then we're gonna sue the living shit out of you. It wasn't. It was like we wanna bribe you, right? We wanna bribe you. They spent seven million dollars on a fucking street party last year. Yeah. Oh, whatever. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, they're giving away Teslas. I mean, so I, I feel like their initial approach has been nothing but sweetness and you know, we're your best friends and we wanna right. My thing is, okay, now they got slapped in the face. Now things might change. Right. right? And again, I think as you know, especially because you told me Andy's on stage saying, just, you know, don't panic, please give us a call. I think they're going to be sweetness and light to individual MLSs. Right. Right. But the one thing, and I, I think I said this in my, my, uh, my, my solo, the one thing that I've noticed about Zillow over the years, right, is for whatever reason, they'll get slapped in the face and they won't do anything. Right. They'll just yeah. be like, okay. You know, they'll come back and still be sweet, still do the, you know, whatever, the forums and in events and all this, all this stuff. I don't think CoStar does that. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Everything I've heard is CoStar knows how to, like, treat its friends and also knows how to treat its enemies. But how can they make the MLS their enemy? If an MLS refuses to cooperate, right? Let's say they go to a, an MLS and say, hey, here's the contract. If you agree, then we're going to do all this. One, we'll pay you. We'll do this. We'll blah blah blah. What, whatever, right? Offer them all kinds of sweetness. And if that MLS then says no, we're not. We're not doing that. Right? Then I think they'll try to destroy them. I think that's the difference. So they destroy an MLS, which is where they get their data from. I mean, I I don't you know. So now where they get now they're going to go market my market and get data because they've destroyed the MLS in that area. Why not? I mean, first of all, they can get the data, right? And they'll copy it and they'll keep it. What they can't get are the photos. Right. Right? Okay, so imagine this. I, it, this just occurs to me. Imagine this. They go into an MLS. 
they do IDX feed, they take all the data, all right? And then they call the photographer and say, hey, how much you want you for your photos? Right. Right. And it's just some random ass, you know, Joe Schmo photographer, right? He took a bunch of photos for some agent for whatever, 50 bucks, right? And CoStar comes along and says, hey, you know, uh, we want to buy all the photos. We'll give you $25, right? You already made your 50 bucks. It's not doing anything. It's not worth anything to anybody. CoStar comes along and says, we'll give you 25 bucks for the copyright to all of those photos. I bet you a lot of the photographers would sell. But I mean, they've already signed agreements with MLS saying those photos are whatever whatever agreement they signed. Yeah, but, that, but, but those, those agree, right. But my point is those agreements are not enforceable because they're anti-competitive. Right. So once CoStar goes and acquires all the photos, then they bring a lawsuit, right? And in the course of that lawsuit, so here's the interesting thing, what people don't, a lot of folks don't realize, but if you look at kind of way that CoStar has gone about, you know, some of their victories, it's not the lawsuit itself, it's the discovery, right? So think about like Celligent, right? In the course of the lawsuit, one of the things they discovered was that Excelligent was using this uh, random ass like company in the Philippines or wherever it was, right? And then they found out like, okay, we're gonna raid the shit out of that facility, and this oh look, child porn. You know I mean? Like it was like one of those things. Right. So I'm like, all right, here's a lawsuit. We want discovery. We want all of your emails, all your text messages, blah blah blah. Oh hey, look, uh, you've been cheating on your wife. Uh, you know, <laughs> you made racist statements in this email, like. Dude, like that's that's what I'd be worried about, right? Right. Well, I, that goes back to my thing of thinking these MLSs are being a bit more cautious now. I know, but when you say when you say brawl, I think like I'm thinking, okay, let look at what's it's actually possible, right? And the MLS that don't have those rules today, right? If CoStar goes and buys up all the photos, okay, now what? Right. But I mean, if you, if again, I'll go back to this, right? So I, I get what you're saying. Okay. But the way they make, you know, first principles in a sense, they want to build a site that they can sell real estate agents to promote their listings on. That being said, that site needs to have enough traffic for agents to open up their pocketbooks to say, yes, it's worth it for me to advertise on that site. That, problem right there in this environment right and going into this market right it's such a tough problem mm -hmm. right to beat zillow right to beat realtor.com to beat yeah all these things it's like i just i am just yeah you don't think that's smart yeah i just don't know man i mean just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like a huge and then and then all the all the stuff you're all this other stuff is like on top of like again going back to that premise like you got to beat Zillow with this site and and the the business model is is to sell ads to selling agents in a market that we're coming man I mean so good I mean again I don't want to bet against Andy Florence but and then all the other issues we're talking about like the inside baseball shit sure good luck. So think about this, right? So let's let's just because let's just assume Andy Florence is a genius. Okay. okay? I think Rich that's a fair Barton assumption. What? Is Rich Barton a genius? Rich Barton is also a genius, right? But Andy Florence is a genius. Okay. Right. 
So if he's a genius, he probably knows everything you just laid out. Right? So it doesn't make sense that he would do this to build a competitor to Zillow. Right? I, I, you know, again, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's the game now. If there's another way of doing this, not having a portal. No, so what, I, what I'm saying is, it, saying? and he's a genius. He, he knows how the internet works. He's built a very successful, ginormous company, right? He likely knows, you know what? I'm going to build homes.com. Like, the idea that I'm going to then go in and beat Zillow, beat Realtor.com, beat Redfin, get the traffic, that just doesn't, it just doesn't add up to me. Right. So to me, when I look at them, like that can't actually be the actual business. That can't be the strategy. Right. Because it doesn't make sense. Right. So what is the strategy? So I made this point recently, uh, actually, to the same Wall Street buddy. Um, and I think I'm onto something. CoStar was not the Zillow of commercial real estate, LoopNet was. Right. And he bought LoopNet. He didn't build he that. He bought LoopNet. Okay. My point is he bought LoopNet. Before he bought LoopNet, Coaster was already a public company worth like $10 billion. How do you get, what was Coaster's business that made him that much money, that made him that successful, that powerful, and was able to then go and acquire LoopNet? It's a SaaS company. No. Yeah. I mean, he, he sold, he sold um, subscriptions to data to real estate um, commercial firms. That's a SaaS company. Right. Why'd you, why'd you say no? No, because it's the he sold data. CoStar was originally and still is a data company. Fundamentally, it's not a portal, right? Okay. And that I think is the real goal, right? When I wrote my paper on CoStar, my thought was his take on initially was the data. There is no date. There's no CoStar in in residential, right? There's no one company that has all the data that everyone has to use. There are 600 of them, right? The MLS, right? He knows he can't go out and like take them out. Like that's, but he thinks, and this was my, what I wrote with the federal government, with these lawsuits, those are going to get destroyed. Right? And he thought by coming in now and being the sweetheart, he would be the white knight. He would be like, hey, yeah, you're in trouble. We'll, we'll rescue you. We'll, we'll do this for you. We'll buy you. We'll acquire you, What whatever, right? And he could build that once the government kind of came in and destroyed that whole structure, right? What's changed now from my perspective is at least the broker public portal has told them to go pound sand, right? Because that would have been the easy way. Like BPP, you know, they have all this influence. They have relations with all the MLSs, get them on board. And now we're in perfect position and I'll keep throwing parties and I'll send whatever tens of millions of dollars until the government acts and then I step in and I take over. Now that easy path is gone. He's gonna to have to do this piece by piece, right? That's kind of what I what the brawl that I'm seeing. And in that brawl, my issue is I don't, I don't actually know what the MLS can do about that. Right. Okay. So I mean, I follow you and I don't follow you. So let's okay. let's go back to your first thing. So <laughs> you might have something here where we're thinking the business model is a, a strictly um, portal model, right? Um, right. Maybe his business model really is home snap and selling, you know, at listing ads that are promoted on Facebook and all these other things. Now, again, with uh, 
ATT and all the things that I, you know, that, that Apple has done for all that kind of stuff, that, that business is shit, but let's say they'll figure that out. Right. Mm-hmm. They can actually track and, and that business becomes a, a bit more again. Right. So, and then you're so I, so maybe, you know, maybe it's not just home snap or home homes.com and, and promoted ads and whatever kind of other stuff tools you get. But I thought to me, he said the tools were the home snap part. So right. Homes.com is the public facing stuff. And then home snap is, you know, is that, is that kind of data thing that other Asian tools, tools. Asian yeah. tool. He's going to put some data in home snap, also selling ads um, to agents for promote their listings on, on homes.com and other sites like social media sites. Um, it, you know, does that, but to me, does as far as What's straight that? up data though, hold on, right. Yeah. Straight up data. I can see a commercial agent, right? Let's look, think about it. Commercial agent. We talked about this before. When you email them, they email you back. When you call them, they pick up the phone. When they go to client meeting, they wear a tie. Right? They don't have a picture on their business card. Right? This sure. is a, a completely different culture than Resi. Right? Completely different. Right? So, it is not Marge, but not maybe not even Brenda. Brenda might like. Oh, I get this data now. I can really. Di-. I just don't see your typical agent. No, that's not what I'm saying. Like diving into the data to really. Yeah, get- no, I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying CoStar is the commercial MLS for the United States. Okay. Right. LoopNet is the Zillow for commercial. Right. Well, it's not even. I mean, have, I mean, first of all, have you ever used LoopNet? It's like it's I awful. have. It's it's right. awful. But what I mean, it's like the number one. Like you know, they're the number two is so far behind. But, but it doesn't even have all the listings on there. It's like you have to pay to get more access to more listings. It's and then the that, UOP, that's a that, sure. But that's a bit. My point, simple point is, if you want to look for commercial real estate in the United States, you go to LoopNet. Right. Right. That that's all I'm saying. Okay. And Craigslist, but yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you go to LoopNet. LoopNet is like the Zillow for commercial, right? CoStar acquired LoopNet right. long after it was successful as the MLS for commercial, right? So my point simply is I don't think Andy Florence, genius that he is, is sitting there thinking, I'm going to build a competitor to Zillow and then take them over. Like first I'm going to beat Redfin and then I'm going to beat Realtor.com and then I'm going to beat Zillow. I, I just can't imagine that being the strategy when the man is as smart as he is. I think the strategy is I'm the commercial for, I'm the MLS for commercial and I could be the MLS for residential. So, right? so you're saying he's just, he wants to take out the complete MLS industry. Well, I, so here's what I'm saying is I think he yeah. thought, that he didn't need to do that because the United States government was going to do that. And then he could go in and pick up the pieces, right? Because he's friendly to brokers. He's friendly to agents. He's not Zillow, right? And the brokers and agents, frankly, don't really have a problem with CoStar. I don't think. Well, hold on, hold on. I mean, you know, I was I just gave a a talk in at the Vegas thing I mentioned. Yeah. And yeah. one of the other speakers, you know, you know, asked a question about CoStar. How, how many people love working with CoStar? Right. And yeah. nobody raised their hand. They all laughed right, right. because of right, the high right. ease and everything else. So I don't know if you if you can say just just like that empirically, like all brokers don't have a problem with CoStar. I mean, I've heard a lot of brokers have a problem with CoStar. The brokers who have a commercial practice likely don't love CoStar. Okay, so okay, so they're they're not beloved in their own industry. And you're saying somehow they're going to be beloved in this industry? No, I'm saying today, right now, the residential brokers and agents, to Marges and Brenda's, they don't they, they don't know do they don't know what CoStar is. They don't know. Okay, yeah, They're now being told. So right now the PR battle is, you know, CoStar's the devil, right? You don't want to work with them. Right. 
Right. And that's that's the brawl. It's not a legal brawl. That's the brawl. Right. Um, but all I'm saying is like it doesn't make sense to me that that Andy Florence would be going after Zillow straight up. I think that's the cover. Right. So that's so, a true strategy is become the MLS. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's what you're saying. You're saying the, the, the true strategy is like to to take these five hundred and thirty MLSs and make them one being co-star. I mean, well, fuck. I mean, no wonder MLS. If that's if that's what you think, I mean, yeah, that's great. I mean, that's 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 even a crazier bet to me, though. Is it? Why? Do you think that's harder than? I think that's even harder than taking over Zillow. No, I think it's way easier. God, I don't know, man. But it's way easier, not because no, it's way easier because of the political, regulatory, legal environment. Right. In other words, Andy does not have to destroy the MLS. Right. The government will do that for him. He just has to pick up the pieces when they do. Right. Right. But but that's an incredibly long term strategy. Why do you think it's long term? I think it's like three years. Oh, God. No no way, man. Three years. Yeah. Right. FTC comes out. No more. No more cooperation compensation. Now what? Well, again, we go back to that thing. Maybe the industry and consumers yawn. Meh. Okay, we're still. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so, man. I really don't. Because here's the thing: when you do that, right? And this is what at least the smart MLS people and NAR and all these people understand. Because I always talk about this five, six years ago, and you call me crazy. A lot of people are like, "You're nuts." I'm like, "I don't think I'm nuts." How, what's the mechanism by which you enforce membership? Right. Okay, but let's let's just put this out there. We talked about this before, I think. Northwest MLS, right? We have this Petri dish. They've, they've never required, you know, they're not never for a lot of years. They haven't required that, you know, there's an offer of compensation, right? They posted the buyer's compensation on, on public facing websites. And now they're making it completely transparent in the listing agreement. Yep. If that market doesn't change substantially in six months, right? Which is a big chunk of your three years. You think the entire thing is going to, would you change your mind? I might. I might. We'll see how, I'm not, we'll see I'm how not, that goes. I think, I mean... So, so here's what I mean. Hold on. It's only been two weeks, but... Greg. Hearing, like, you know, the, the whole market in, in Seattle is changing, bro. All I'm saying is, I think the key thing's going to be some agent, some broker is going to run afoul of something with Northwest MLS. And Northwest MLS send out a fine, right? Pay this because you screwed this up, right? You broke this rule. <clears throat> We're going to fine you, Right. If that broker says, screw you, I'm out, right? Like that that's the issue. Today, because of cooperation compensation, saying, screw you, I'm out, is not feasible. Like brokers and agents do not have that choice, right? If that's no longer the case, then what keeps them there? How do you enforce your rules? We'll and see. you're right. So if six months from now, you know, North Estonia is still sending out fines and agents are still paying it and bending over backwards like, hey, we need you to come to this whatever hearing, you know, bring all your whatever and, right, and we don't like that you did this, we're going to kick you out. And it's like, oh my God, you know, do you know what I mean? If it's that, then yeah, I would have to change my mind. Yeah. All right. If on the other hand, it's like, well, we don't get cooperative compensation anyway, what do I care? Kick they can do out. that now though. They've been able to do that now for for the past three years at least, right? So why? why no, is- no, because past three years you still had cooperation compensations because disclosed. No, no, no. Mean- they didn't have compensation. Uh, they didn't have compensation. North, remember, you do not have to offer any compensation. You don't have to. I know, but it wasn't 
like it was still very common practice and the MLS would still enforce it. No, I don't, I, you know, if, if, if there's no MLS fine for people not offering compensation. No, if, if you've, if you've offered it and then you refuse to pay it. Well, right. that's a legal thing. I mean, if you offer right, it, the, right. Then the MLS would say, no, I'm not going to pay it. Well, that's, that's, that's theft. That's no, that's it's theft. not because here's the, th the, this is the piece you're missing, Greg, that I'm going to pay this was not a contract with a buyer agent. That was a contract with the MLS, right? Because the offer of compensation is unilateral and blanket. So when I enter a listing into the MLS saying, I will pay 2.5% to whoever brings me a buyer, the buyer agent doesn't have a contract with the listing agent, right? Right. The listing well, agent has a contract with the MLS. But 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 again, I don't. Ha I think if any if any seller agent says I'm going to pay two and a half percent or five thousand dollars or five hundred dollars, and then at the end of the whole thing says, nope, I'm not paying it. Right. That I think there's a pretty good valid reason why that guy can't be part of this this market that we've created because we've all agreed to be you know honorable to each other. But what my point simply is, who brings that action? Who who makes that say it's the MLS, right? Yeah. yeah. Not the buyer agent. We're not saying, the agents agree. saying listen, you don't have to offer anything. Right. But if you, you do. But if right. you do, honor that contract. That's right. And the MLS yeah. is enforcing it. Of course. Yes. Right. And my point is cooperation compensation, because of the way it works, right? The MLS is enforcing it, and that's what that's the value of the MLS to the brokers and agents. Okay. If the MLS is not allowed to enforce that anymore then there's no value. Yeah, okay. I, I just don't know. I, I don't know if I'm reading the lawsuits correctly that say, I'm, I'm hearing them say they don't have to offer any compensation, but if somebody puts puts an agreement that I'm going to pay this, then they should honor that that agreement. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not disagreeing, man. Like, look, I'm in, I'm in agreement. I'm just saying, so let's see what happens with Northwest in the next six months, yeah. right? But if that goes away, and that could go away like that, right? And if that does, then Northwest, maybe, maybe nothing happens, to your point. Nothing changes, and it's just status quo, business as usual. Or it could be a whole bunch of agents, brokers go, oh, okay, then I don't need to be part of this thing and have uh, fines and, you know, whatever nasty grams from the MLS. Screw it, I'm out. All right, or, you know, they could think the other way. Well, if I'm over here, I'm everybody's agreed to be honorable to each other, so I think I'm going to sure. be in this marketplace, right? I mean, it's possible that that's exactly right. But anyway, that that's the analysis, right? So I'm I'm real curious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what, what I'm getting out of this, and again, you, you always do this to me. I think, I think there's a stretch here where we're all looking at this wrong. Maybe me, you know, in my my analogies here of like, that's how they win is they beat Zillow. I think that's crazy, right? So you're putting it like, no, the win is they become the MLS, right? So. Right. I think there's so those are our opinions, right? Right. right. So, so what what we, what I think that is expanding me to think about. We can wrap with this: is that do we all really understand what Andy's Andy Florence's um, business model really is? Right. What is no, no, none of us? None of us can say we know, right? Right. So maybe that becomes more clear at, at NAR. Maybe it becomes more clear over time. Um, and uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I hadn't really, I mean, I think, you know, and I'll say it again, if their business model is to become the nationwide MLS, that to me is one thing I'll say is more difficult than become Zillow. You th you're saying it'll happen in three years. I, I just, I can't. I, get no, I, think, I think it's way easier to do that than to beat Zillow. Yeah. Right. Because here's what beating Zillow is an organic 
thing. Like we have to go out and do the advertising and Super Bowl ads and whatever you get consumers to change their behavior, right? Uh, I think becoming the national MLS is way easier than because the, and like the, my last post said literally it could just be the ftc saying hey you know what uh we want a national mls and costar is gonna be a partner right yeah i mean so that's but that's a whole other topic and you know maybe we need to uh record something on that at some point but uh all right man so this was uh jesus <laughs> i mean it's like you know i hate to get in this doomsday stuff man but you know <coughs> lord is it doomsday I mean, it might not be. To your point, nothing might happen. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing might happen. It's not doomsday. I wouldn't say that. And again, I don't want to be, and I I have been, you know, this guy that thinks that he knows what they're going to do, right? And, you know, to to Annie Woolley's kind of uh, messaging to the audience. I mean, I don't know. You don't know. I mean, Annie's the closest guy to this stuff. Call him. Yeah, exactly. Right. And find out what exactly is going there. Don't make any rash decisions. But see, when the, and that's what makes sense to me, right? That CoStar will be a sweetheart. Like they're going to be your best friend if you're an MLS and you want to work with them. Right. If you give them the terms that they want, I think CoStar is going to be like your best friend. Right. Well, and I think you you don't give them what they want, then I think things are going to change. I, I also will say is that, you know, this, you know, with Andy and Michael there and some others, um, those guys have been, you know, they, they understand the sanctity of MLS data. They've been in the business a long time. So, um, CoStar is lucky to have representation like that. And I think, you know, um, Andy's not going to do anything that, that he feels is, you know, not right. So I think it's a, they've got good representation there. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so that's a marker. If, if one day we see some LinkedIn posts from Andy saying, Hey, uh, yeah, today's my last. I mean, when you see you know high level people leave, I mean that's a marker for every company, right? So, <laughs> right. I'm just saying that then then we should start to worry because Andy has left GoStar. Holy shit, it's time to panic. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know if I'm saying that, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey man, uh, great great to talk to you as always. Uh, yep. This was fun. Um, I guess for our audience, I hopefully you guys enjoyed it and. Uh, yeah, it is better when when Greg and I are together talking about stuff, right? You know, solos are all right, but you know. Yeah. Right. Well, you did a good job, Magic, maybe. All right. I wasn't at first. I wasn't no like. Should I be offended by this? And then I'm like, nah. <laughs> it's better at that than I am. Like you're telling me to do one. I'm like, I could never do that, dude. You- sure you can. <laughs> sure you can. People want to hear from you. All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone, and uh, see you next time. All right.